You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And as you know, on this podcast, we talk all about the uh, wife-sharing lifestyle, whether it's hot-wifing, cuck-holding, stag-vixen, just to kind of separate fact from fiction and let you know what's really going on from people who are actually, you know, walking this path. Um, So today I got something really interesting for you. This is kind of like a a co-host episode with my brother, Mr. Mocha, uh, we were having a conversation the other day, like we always do, and we found out that we were talking about the same thing, uh, but from slightly different perspectives. And so, you know, we talked and said, you know what, this is a, this is one of those things that we need to do uh, together. So before I proceed any further, why don't you say what's up to everybody, my man? What's going on, everybody? This is Mr. Mocha. And I'm always happy to be sharing the, sharing the stage with my man, Mike C., so... Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to jump right into it. What we were talking about was couples and their struggles with, uh, with finding the types of the types. This is we were talking about, uh, couples and their struggles and difficulties with finding the types of guys, uh, that they were looking for. And in the conversation that I was having with a group of people, the point that I was making was that within this lifestyle, there is no mechanism in place that forces or requires guys to step up and be better. In other words, one of the things that's not really talked about a lot is you don't have to be a quality bull to have success in this lifestyle, in other words, you can get plenty of action just being a guy who knows very little about their dynamic, who your sole focus is on fucking as many women as you can. Like those guys are still successful in their eyes as far as, you know, playing with the frequency that they want to play with. And being that there is no mechanism in place that forces them to step up or holds them accountable, I should say to step up, then really the only way that that is going to change is if the women and couples who are playing with these single guys start to hold them accountable and stop, I don't necessarily want to say falling for, but being able to recognize the difference between the guys that they're looking for and the guys that I believe you coined a phrase that I, I, you know, I think definitely has a place in this. Uh, was it manic? Can you say it? What was it? Oh, a, a manicorn, a single guy, you know, it's the, the male version of a unicorn. Okay. There you go. That's a, that's a term that I, I hope sticks <laughs> because I think it's a nice alternative and it's not derogatory in any way. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't, I, I think it's one of those terms where, somebody who necessarily doesn't want to do the heavy lifting that could come with being a bull because there is some effort involved in it. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mrs. Mocha's been using that statement for about 15 years now. So no, it's 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 uh, it's very appropriate, and I think that it's something that, like I said, it's not derogatory. You, you know what I'm saying? No, no, not at all. I mean, I'm a, you know, depending upon the week, I'm a man of corn. You know, well, it's, there's there's some couples that I play with where they're just looking for uh, a, a male who comes to them unattached, who they're just there to, to please the wife, you know, um, whether it be a situation where the husband's watching or whether it's a situation where, uh, the husband says, Hey, you know, my wife's here, meet up with her, have fun. But there's no, there's no aspect of cuckolding involved. Right. That's, that's the, there's, there's no, no aspect of a, a mild or, or extreme humiliation involved at all whatsoever. Um, one thing that I will, I I think everything is, it's, it's a cycle, you know, when you think about the, the, the issue of having a lot of bulls, um, or single men in a lifestyle who quote unquote behave poorly, there's only one way that they can be, they can develop those habits. At the end of the day, we're, men were, we're hunting. Okay. And any creature in the wild is going to adapt based upon its prey. So you get a brand new guy who steps into the lifestyle and says, Hey, I want to be a bull. He begins to interact with couples and he begins to forge his identity in the lifestyle based upon his experiences with couples. So believe it or not, the couples play a huge role in developing bulls. And when we, we say, okay, why is this bull behaving poorly? Well, throughout his experiences, what type of interactions has he had? What type of couples has he been exposed to? And through that exposure, from the time he first began communicating with that couple to the time he played with them to the time that that relationship ended, what did he learn and what did he take or what did he bring to the next one? So oftentimes when I talk to a couple, I do like to know what experiences they've had in the past and how it went. Because if you, if you, if you fish, okay, you're going to try multiple types of bait. And what's going to happen is (laughs) you're going to find a bait that works and that's what you're going to fish with. So when you think about these bulls who are poor behave, who, who behave poorly or who are said to behave poorly, the question is what experiences have they had that makes them think that their behavior is acceptable? And it always will have to go back to what, what type of couples did you play with? Because that's really how it works. We train each other. 
an experienced bull will be able to train an inexperienced couple and an experienced couple will be able to train an inexperienced bull. So that being said, that's why I say it's very cyclical. It's a, it, it's a circle. Someone has taught someone. So whether it be a couple has due, due to a couple's behavior, the bull now goes to the next cover couple behaving poorly or due to a bull's behavior, a couple goes to the next bull behaving poorly. So anytime you talk about correcting the behavior of a couple or a bull, you can't talk about one without talking about the other. There's no such thing as just correcting the behavior of one. It's kind of like saying, man, that person got badass kids. Well, the parent is just as responsible for that child's behavior as the child is. So that's the, the relationship I see with couples and bulls. You know, someone has created or made these behaviors that are complained about acceptable. I mean, I, I, I feel that, but I will say there's one caveat to that. Mm-hmm. And that is, those are like optimal, like optimally somebody in that exchange is going to be experienced. Either it's the couple dealing with an inexperienced bull or it's an experienced bull dealing with an inexperienced couple. And that's where you, I I agree with that, where those are situations where one is instructing the other, one is giving the other good habits and good things to look for. And I've been fortunate enough to, when I was starting out to be with experienced couples that educated me. But I think that that's kind of ignoring the aspect of uh, the guy's and we see the same thing when you want to get into power exchanges. You know, I, I remember when I very, the, you know, when I very first met my slave or the woman who is now my slave, I told her, you know, cause you know, it was, you know, she was on FetLife a lot. And I was like, there are a lot of guys that have dominant in their profile and they have no clue what it's about. I'm saying, meaning they're misrepresenting themselves. And so you have a lot of uh, guys who, because of what they read online, because of what they see in videos, they think, oh, well, I can do this. And they represent themselves as being experienced. So you have situations where what happens when that guy meets an inexperienced couple? Like the couple doesn't know enough and they believe that he's experienced because that's how he's presenting himself. And unfortunately, you know, that happens more often than we probably want to admit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And so absolutely. when that does occur, it's setting a bad tone from the very beginning. You know I mean, like this couple is like, okay, well, maybe this is what a bull is because they don't know. They don't have anything to compare it to. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and I think that's, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I'm saying like, and I'm sure that the reverse happens as well. Um, I don't know how often, it, I don't know if it would happen with the same frequency. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm sure, but I'm, but I'm sure, I'm sure it happens where you have a couple who's misrepresenting, misrepresenting themselves as being experienced dealing with a guy who's new to it. 
I mean, I think that when you deal with couples and maybe this is just my experience, you have couples who will pretend that they have more experience than they really do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you and I, we've been in the game long enough to identify these couples. However, if you take a young bull who lacks that experience and the couple says, okay, we're experienced. We've done this because I get this all the time where I've learned to ask questions and engage in a conversation that tells me, okay, you really don't have experience. You just, you know, you, you, you've been on a date or you had sex with this dude who really wasn't a bull because most people don't even know what a bull is. Most people confuse it to confuse a bull and a manicorn. Mm-hmm. Most people confuses, confuse the term hot wife, stag vixen and cuckolding. Most people have no idea that they, they don't know how to separate the three of those. So oftentimes, you know, you'll get, and, and that's why I say it, it goes both ways because when you get a couple who reaches out to you and go, Oh yeah, you know, we're looking for a bull for her and you know, we, we know we want, we're experienced. So, okay, great. You know what you want. So a bull comes into the situation and then it turns out that no, you really don't know what you want. And so now you have this bull who is floundering through this relationship or through the situation, trying to figure out how to please these people. And then it's his fault if they don't know what they want while he's attempting to please them. So I think that, and then you, you know, you flip it around the other way when you have an experienced bull, I think an experienced bull is going to be able to identify or come close to identifying what that couple is looking for, Mm -hmm. you know, but it takes time and experience to learn. It takes years of experience to be able to identify what a couple is looking for. I've been doing this for 20 years. The first five to eight years of doing it, I can't tell you how many times I went into a situation where a couple says one thing and they really want another. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to fumble my way through this relationship and through this situation totally confused because they haven't even communicated with one another as to what they're looking for. You know, so... I think that, you know, when, if the question is put, how do we solve the issue of having, uh, of of, uh, inviting a bull in who does not behave properly? Well, first things first, to me, it's number one expectation and number two communication. All right. If you as a couple honestly tell any person what your true expectations are. If you truly know what your expectations are going into it, then it's going to be very difficult for things for a bull to behave poorly. All right. Because how many couples have you met that said, okay, I want you to take control. Well, you want me to take control. You haven't even given me parameters, but you want me to take control. What are my parameters? An inexperienced bull is going to say, you want me to take control? Yes. Okay, I will. So now that bull, 
you've given him complete authority. <laughs> you've given, you've signed over all of your rights to this guy. Mm-hmm. And then when he doesn't read your mind, now he gets a bad report. So the question is, are we setting as couples, are the couples setting the proper expectation up front? And when I say the proper expectation, I mean the proper expectation. Very few people will say to you, here's the deal. We will like a bull. This is what we are into sexually. Now, in theory, eventually, we would like it push. We would like to push our sexual our sexual experience to this place and to this level. Very few people do that. You you and I have talked many times about how often couples lie about their expectations and what they're really looking for, because either a the husband and the wife are on the same page, or b they're too embarrassed to come out and say, oh well. You know, I want, I want you to fuck me, you know, with my husband underneath, you know, with your ball slapping him on the forehead. If that's what you're looking for and you don't say that, even if you're not at that place today, but you know, eventually that's the porn you're watching. Those are the fantasies you're having, but you bring a bull in and say, oh, I just want to watch. You're lying. So you're setting him up for failure because you didn't set the proper expectation. And then throughout the course of this, when the husband now who originally said, Hey, I only watch if all of a sudden he's sitting next to you on the bed. Okay. That wasn't part of the expectation. You didn't tell me that on this journey, we're going from point A to point Z. You didn't tell me where there was a point Z. Now, if I'm prepared for that, then now I have an option of saying, okay, this is what I'm willing to do. This is how far I'm willing to go. Now we can communicate and compromise. So when he does come over to the bed or a buddy of mine, (laughs) a buddy of mine played with a couple last year, first time he ever seen a cut clean up. Mm -hmm. He fucking freaked out. He freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like, Hey, 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 calm down, calm down. I had to talk him through that. They would have lost him had I not talked him through the situation when he called me and said, dude, they never said they were into this. This is a a very, very, very common thing. So when I say oftentimes the, the, the large majority of problems come from a lack of expectation a lack of communication. And that's usually on the part of the couple because you guys are married. You guys are inviting me in. There's very, very few bulls and there's very few on average. There's a very low percentage of couples who will say a bull came in and completely took over everything and completely had his way with us, had his way with us against our will. That is a rare, rare thing. And I can say this from the standpoint of talking to bulls who come to me and be like, dude, this happened to me. This happened to me. I get that all the time. Couples come to me going, you know, I don't understand why these guys keep flaking on me. Okay. Did you factor in the fact that you will flake on them whenever you want, but when they flake on you, you get offended. Did you factor in the fact that 
you guys said, hey, we are into this thing. And then when the guy played with you three or four times, all of a sudden you're throwing something else into the mix without first saying, hey, how do you feel about this? I mean, I've, I got extremely annoyed personally a couple years ago where a couple invited me over. Okay. We were talking about possibly getting into something where I was, you know, their bull. They invite me over. I show up. There's another dude there. Okay. And they're like, Oh, well, we're going to, I want to see both of you guys fuck my wife. Here's the thing. I have no problem with a gangbang, a tag team, anything like that. But you didn't respect me enough to tell me that when I show up to your house, there's going to be another guy here that's going to be fucking your wife with me. So the way I feel about that, you never asked. And when I got there, you just said, this is what we're going to do. So needless to say, I left. And they were, they were offended <laughs> that I chose to leave. Now, had I just showed up with another dude and said, Hey, my buddy's going to fuck your wife. That was going to lost his mind. So in my personal experience and based upon the conversations that I've had with so many bulls and so many couples, because when couples complain, I start asking questions. Tell me what happened from start to, from start to, to finish. Oh, well, you know, he didn't understand. Why didn't he understand? How did he go off the rails? Oh, well, he went off the rails because, you know, he got too attached to my wife. Whoa, whoa, whoa. how can, how, it doesn't matter how attached a bull gets to your wife. It matters how attached your wife gets to the bull. I want every guy in the world to be in love with my wife. You know, so that's often why when I'm saying, okay, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of bulls out there who are experienced, but they're just assholes. Those, those guys are assholes and they know it. But when we're talking about the lack of communication and the lack of setting realistic expectations that come from couples and then those same couples complain, that's where I start saying, okay, if we're going to truly help fix the issue, I don't necessarily believe that we start with the bull because a couple will never be able to complain about a bull. If they set the expectation, the guy comes into the situation and he starts to go sideways. They can go, Hey, we did talk about this thing and he can either correct it or he can get the fuck out. You know, let me interject with, with, with this. And again, this is, you know, just looking at the, 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 the other <clears throat> side and I'm sure you've encountered this as well. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've always noticed, and specifically we're talking about with, with, with cuckold couples, is for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part, they're usually very self-aware. And what I mean by that is they understand that not everybody is comfortable with their particular kink. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, uh, this was the whole premise behind when I started doing cuckold parties, because I always noticed that when they would go to the regular, you know, interracially themed parties, they would always kind of dial, like turn the volume down on what they enjoyed because they didn't want to make anybody else uncomfortable. And so Mm -hmm. when I started doing my cuckold parties, you know, one of the things that I told them was 
at least for this experience, like I can't control what goes on outside of this, but at least when you walk through these doors, these parties are a celebration of cuckolding. So whatever it is you're into, however you express your cuckold dynamic, you are free to do that here. In other words, normally you're conforming to fit in with everybody else. Well, for these parties in particular, everybody's going to have to conform to the way that you get down. Meaning they'll be, no, they'll, I let everybody know this is what you may or may not see there. So you would have couples come where the husband is, you know, wearing a dress or. A so you girl. said the expectation and you communicated it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And so where I'm going with that is in those instances, like I agree with you, if all couples could be forthcoming with their expectations, it would definitely make things easier. But are you able to understand that sometimes these couples are almost like walking on eggshells, like they don't want to offend because they don't they don't want to be judged. They don't know how the guy is going to come back at them. So I guess I would say, what would your advice be for those couples that don't want to offend anybody or make a bull feel uncomfortable? In other words, for example, there may be a couple that's in the fluffing, right? Mm -hmm. They may express that. And if the guy is not in the right headspace, he may take that as like, like he might get offended where all they're saying is we're not saying that you have to do this. We're just letting you know what we're into. So what would you say to those couples who are reluctant to reveal too much because they don't want to make the bull feel uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, if all, if, if the only thing that can happen is your wife gets fucked, a lot of couple, a lot of cuckold couples would be cool with that. Cause you know, mm -hmm. a piece of something is better than all of nothing. Right. Absolutely. And, and see, you just got to the root of the whole problem. That's it right there. All right. Obviously, <laughs> you don't necessarily want to talk to a guy about fluffing him when his dick is out. <laughs> okay. That might freak him out. That's not his thing. At that point, you're rolling the dice and you're hoping for the best. All right. This is where we go back to setting the expectation. Most couples are too afraid to, to say that up front when you're, when you're messaging back and forth, when you're talking on the phone that's the safe time to bring this up. But they're so concerned with, oh, well, if I say this, then I'm going to lose the opportunity for this guy to come and fuck my wife or my, my wife really likes this guy's pictures. You know, he's really hot and she really wants to fuck this guy. But if I tell him what we're, what we're really, really into up front, we may lose this opportunity. There's the problem. The problem is you're going into a situation and you're not being open and honest. And I understand it's difficult, but it was difficult the first time you made the decision to let your wife fuck some random dude. Okay. Every step that you take in a lifestyle is difficult. And if you want to truly have a good experience, you engage it. You engage that bull in the conversation, you and your wife, and you both express both of you, express the, the, the idea that, Hey, we understand that every guy is not into this particular thing, but this is one of the things that we like to do. Now, if you're not comfortable with this, 
I'd still love for you to fuck my wife. And don't worry, I won't try that. I would not disrespect you in that manner. But if you're interested in it, we would be interested in eventually going down that road with you. Now, you start off 100% honest. You set a true expectation. And now, instead of doing what usually happens, because this is the real life part of it, what usually happens is you guys know that you're into it and you're just waiting for your opportunity to introduce this concept to this bull. Now, it may take you a month or two months, or you get the ones who will introduce it, you know, the, on the second or third date. Now what happens is the bull, most bulls will not freak out. They'll say no, they'll be polite, they'll leave, and then they will just kind of stop talking to you. And that's because instead of you being upfront from the beginning, and no, it's not easy. But if you truly want the right person for you, that's what you should do. Because how would you feel if the bull, if the bull really, you know, had no interest in actually, you know, if the bull came in and set an expectation or didn't tell the truth, hey, you know, I'm not really a bull, which happens all the time. I mean, I'm not really comfortable with cuckold couples, but your wife is so hot, I just want to fuck her. So a lot of these guys, they say, oh, shit, look at, the pic, look at his wife's ass. Yeah, I want to fuck her. Yeah, sure, I'm a bull. Then he shows up. He has no experience with cuckolding. He has no desire to be a bull. He just wants to fuck your wife. And now, because he's not interacting with the husband verbally or whatever your dynamic is, now you are in a situation where you're unhappy. So now that means the bull did the same thing that most couples do. He's lying just so he can get his dick wet. And the couples oftentimes, they lie by omission just because they're afraid to lose out on that opportunity. It's not fair to you. You're not going to have a good experience because if you, the husband is into fluffing or cleaning up, then he's forced to sit in the corner and watch his wife have all the fun. The next thing that happens is the husband and the wife starts to get into conflict with one another. They start a little bickering, and then now what's happening is it creates that dynamic where now the husband no longer a part of it. It becomes all about the wife. And I don't care what anybody says. Everyone goes, you know, so many guys go, oh, you know, it's, it's all about my wife. Okay. As a cuckold, you're a part of this dynamic. And if the piece that you cherish the most is removed from you, you can't enjoy yourself. But if you're not honest enough and you and your wife aren't willing to take the risk up front that this guy may say before you waste his time, before he wastes your time, no, thank you. I'm not interested because most of the guys will just say, hey, that particular thing is not my thing. And now at least everyone's comfortable, you know, or you can just say, okay, hey, when you finish fucking my wife, just fill her up. And if you're not comfortable watching, you know, we'll just let it stay in the oven there. And when you leave, then he can do, he can do his cleanup thing. Okay. Now at least everyone knows what's happening instead of having these two different people, these two entities, the couple or the husband and the wife and the guy, everyone on different pages. And so now who really bears the responsibility? Because like you said, 
well, they're uncomfortable coming out and saying these things. So now, no matter how nice this bull is, someone's going to be unhappy and no one's going to get the experience they're looking for. So now who is at fault from the very beginning? You still there? Not the bull. Okay, I don't know if I lost you. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I mean, who's, who's at fault? You, you walked into this without setting the expectation. I mean, if you, if, if there are three hot women in my house and I had to sit in the corner and I couldn't jump into some of that pussy and I had to keep watching this week after fucking week, I, I, no, I can't, I'm not going to have fun. And that's what you're, that's what the, the couple, that's what they're doing to themselves is you're making the husband who's into this thing, sit in the corner. He can't get involved. And now you're torturing him. So I don't, no matter what, at some point when you leave, that husband and wife is going to come into conflict. And then the husband is going to start sabotaging that relationship. And I can say this from experience. I, I this is it's how it works. And for listeners out there, there's a husband right now who's going to be saying, you know something, this guy's fucking right. So you got to bite the bullet before you meet, have that conversation. And yeah, you may, you may whittle away two or three bulls that your wife really wanted to fuck, but who cares? The one that you finally find, you can be 100% open, 100% honest, and you'd have a great time. Why would you engage in this? If you and your wife can't get what you want out of the situation. So now the only thing you can do is give this bull who came in and did his best. You know, you can only give him a, you know, a C plus or a B rating or, you know, halfway through the relationship, you decide, Hey, um, one night everybody's hanging out and you're fucking drunk. You know, you try to, you know, grab the guy's dick and he's ready to chop your arm off. Hey, hey. You, that guy's not into that thing. And, you waited until a time that you were feeling extra good to, to, to bring it up, which could have been avoided had you been honest from the beginning. So that actually kind of leads me into the other thing that I wanted to bring up. And I know that this is something that me and you talked about yesterday based on one of your more recent experiences. Uh, <laughs> when couples are dealing with a guy, sometimes they can be guilty of not having a good understanding of who it is that they're dealing with. Not being able to understand or recognize when there is a quality guy right in front of them. Like they can have the tendency to, you know, to treat him like they treat all the others. I mean, you know, uh, not to make it sound bad, but to, to, to treat him like the other guys that are thinking with their head below the belt before the one on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So what tips would you say can help couples identify, not off of what somebody wrote on a profile, but when they're actually having a conversation or when they are looking at a profile, like what things would you advise couples or what tips you would give to say, Hey, if you pay attention to these things, there will be clues dropped that let you know 
you're dealing with a quality individual, so adjust your approach. Because if you come at this type of guy the wrong way, you could be missing out. In other words, you can put mm. your foot in your mouth. But, you know, the same yeah. way that we get on guys, you know what I'm saying, about, you know, if you make the assumption that just because this guy enjoys seeing his wife getting fucked, that he's a cuck. If you make that yeah. assumption, you could be putting your foot in your mouth and blowing it because yeah. you made him feel a certain way when all you had to do was ask a question or a few questions or open up some dialogue and you would have known or you would have found out that this is the lane that they are in. So mm-hmm. guys do that all the time in that regard. What would oh, your advice be to the couples to keep them from putting their proverbial foot in their mouth? So I will say um, for me, for me, you know, when it comes to, you know, if I start from the very beginning, this is what's going to get me. If you reach out to me, you see my profile, you see my pictures, because my profile was, my profile, but the writing on my profile was just, is, is very kind of generic. Um, and I say the writing on my profile is very generic. And, and I say this personally because number one, I feel like until I actually get to interact with you, anything that I write on the profile could be bullshit. Okay. Um, for the masses, most people, most people are looking for someone who's attractive. So first you're going to look at the profile and go, okay, I, I like this guy. I don't like him. When you reach out to me, I, I start to judge I don't start to, to, to judge a person to be someone I want to be with until we begin our interaction. The first interaction is if you have a, a job where you can't, you know, have your, your stuff out in public, I respect that. But if you look on my profile and you see that I have, you know, a three 360 degree, degree view of myself, my face, my body, everything. If you don't have that, in your first message, I feel like you should at least make sure that I can see I, there's a clear picture of what your wife looks like. And I always say, it's okay if you just start with her body. Okay. You know, because for me personally, if you show me a, a couple pictures that shows me what she looks from the front to the back to the side, you know, because, you know, you know, most people, you know, you're taking a picture of your wife when she's standing in front of the sink and you know what her entire body looks like. And somehow you think that now because you were, you walked past her and caught wood, you take a picture of her ass. Now you think that I can see what her whole body looks like. I cannot. So in the very first message, Hey, how are you? We saw your profile. This is, this is, a picture of my wife or a picture of us, you know, we didn't put our face in the first picture just because we want to see if we can establish, you know, a mutual attraction before we go further. Now I feel like you are respecting me. Mm -hmm. I feel like why should I have to ask you for a photo 
when you went through my page and you found that I was attractive and you chose to speak to me based upon physical attraction, but you think that I'm going to choose to speak to you based upon nothing. So to me, the people that do that automatically gets the check mark on the good side. Like, okay, great. They start off with, hi, this is a picture of my wife. You know, this is us. You know, we would be interested in, you know, talking to you. Now, from that point, I'm an engaged. I'm very respectful, you know, because I do understand that until we establish, well, even if the even if the couple is into extreme cuckolding, I have to establish a certain level of respect before I can I can start asserting my dominance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I also need to be able to fill you out. So I'm going to speak. Hi, how are you? My name is, you know, I am interested in your wife. Thank you very much. Now, from this point, my next concern based upon my experience is if we, we talk and I'll ask, you know, what are you into? All right. The guy that asked me what I'm going to do to his wife, that's not a realistic question, guys. Mm -hmm. It's not realistic because you don't want a guy who's a machine. You want a guy who's going to have sex with your wife based upon how she's feeling that day, the mood she's in, what type of energy she has. Okay. And you're going to want me to mold my behavior to your fantasy. Well, usually when you get so that question from somebody that I, mean, I know for me, the first thought that goes through my mind is, oh, this guy sounds like he's trying to jerk off. <laughs> yeah, my, my first like he, thought is fucking idiot. Like he, like I mean, he, and don't like, get me wrong. He's wanting no me to write the, like he's wanting me to write the erotic novel for him. Yes, exactly. And I mean, I'm, I'm a hell of a writer. So, you know, if, if I know the wife is actually there, you know, I'll write some oh, yeah, dirty yeah. shit. But if, <laughs> if I think you're going to be just sitting there beating your dick, you know, it's like, no, I mean, no, I'm not going to do that. So, but the, a lot of couples, there are a lot of people who would legitimately ask that question, but they've never stopped to think that I've never met your wife. You never told me what your fantasies are. So how can I tell you? what I would do to your wife. Okay. Based upon the pictures, I definitely fuck her, but would you like me to fuck her just any kind of way? Or would you like me to bring your wife pleasure? I'd like to know what she likes, you know? And, you know, if someone asked me what I'm into, generally I will say, you know, I'm comfortable in pretty much every situation, you know, although I do have boundaries of certain things that I'm not interested in doing, but I'm not uncomfortable with anything that you desire. So now I can open it up for people who may want to do some extreme stuff that I'm not into, but now I want you to be able to tell me, Hey, you know, this is what we're into, you know, and we're looking for a person. And as you start having that conversation, you can start, I feel like I would much rather the the couple come out and say, okay, this is what we like. So, you know, I will ask what are some of your experiences? You know, I do ask people, you know, what is it that, what is it, what would you like me to bring to the table? All right. And honestly, this is, 
this uh, these conversations kind of happen relatively quickly because I just want to ha- establish a baseline because my next concern often is I'm talking to a husband whose wife is not aware that him and I are communicating. So whether it be a situation where the husband reaches out to me, you know, he reaches out, Hey, this is my wife. You know, I think she'll like you. I respect the guy that goes, I think she will like you, not my wife likes you, which means she hasn't seen because I've, I have that happen all the time. I literally have husbands who I'll be I'll talk to and I'm thinking I'm talking to him and the wife. He'll send me the wife's number. I'll message her. And she's like, who is this? Oh, he didn't tell me that. Okay. So now, now I've moved on to the process where, okay, once I establish that I am attracted to your wife, you tell me, Hey, you know, we are, you know, a cuckold couple. Okay. Okay, great. What I would like to do is get on a call with you and your wife. I would like to hear her also say that she's interested in this. Now, a lot of times that's where the guy stops talking or, you know, he falls off, which means, okay, either you didn't communicate it with your wife or you're just some dude that's beating your dick, you know, which is, you know, there, there are profiles out there. I shit you not. That has a real couple, husband and wife, the husband's posted his wife's picture on some website and she has no fucking clue. Oh, absolutely. That she's on there with her titties out, mm-hmm. you know? So that to me is a huge deal for me where it's being able to quickly establish that this is actually a couple who I'm talking to. And for the couples out there who go, okay, well we live in a small town and you know, we don't want anyone to see our faces my only question to those people is why would a quality bull that is not desperate for sex that has just as many options as you and your wife have, why would he accept a couple that's not willing to share a photo that's not willing to have a, a, a either phone or video chat? why would he accept that couple when there are other couples out there who are willing to actually communicate and, and actually work on a fair, be fair about it. Like how is it fair for you to see me? And then what makes you think that I'm going to just post your pictures all over the goddamn internet? You know, like what, what makes you think that I understand there's a chance that you're going to take, but that's where the communication comes in. If you talk for a little bit, you know, you try to judge, you know, you try to judge a person's character and Hey, you, you may wind up on someone's internet, but guess what? It's 2023. Everybody's on the goddamn internet naked right now. So, you know, it's not (laughs) like it was 20 years ago where, Holy shit, that's so-and-so. Everybody's on the internet naked now. So, you mean, you'd have to swim through a sea of vaginas to find your wife's picture on there. You know, but I do feel like oftentimes couples who are unwilling to set expectations and unwilling to communicate and who treat a, who will treat me as if you're treating me like your wife, like it should be my privilege to fuck your wife. No, sir, it's your privilege to fuck your wife. I am happy to join us to fantasy, 
and I'm going to bring my A game and I'm going to treat your wife with respect. However, I am not going to allow you to treat me as if my dick is second class. You know, you treat me as if you guys are doing me a favor by letting me fuck your wife. That works for the young bulls. That works for the, the, the dirt bags. That works for the inexperienced guys. But for quality bulls, if you treat me like your wife, your wife's pussy is the last vagina in the world and you're the one with the key to it and you're doing me a favor to let me touch your wife or see your wife, I'm going to disregard you right away. Now, if you treat me with the respect that I show you, when I get there, after we've communicated, it's going to be my mission to make sure your wife has had her best experience. It's going to make, it's going to be my mission to make sure that if you, the husband are a part of this, that I know to make sure that I keep you, keep you in, I, I want to make sure that you know that this is the team. You tell me what you like, it, whether it be, I have, I have couples who the husband, after I fuck his wife, he wants me to send long messages about how it was. And I will send him a fucking essay from the time, you know, I got there, you know, to the time, you know, the, the dress she wore, how she twirled around. I will take the time and go above and beyond. You know, there's husbands who I've, I know who love to clean up. You know, and they want to record. So when it's time for them to clean up, I'll grab the camera for them and I'll record while they're doing that. I'm going to make sure that you are involved to the, to the extent that we agreed upon and that your wife is happy and that you're happy. But that's only if we all treat each other with mutual respect. And that starts at the very beginning because I have short patience for being treated like a second-class citizen. No, that's 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 definitely some some real good advice. And one thing I'm going to make sure that we, you know, that people walk away from listening to this understand. I've always said on my podcast that there's a difference between a bull and a guy that just wants to fuck your wife. That's not to say that the guy that just wants to fuck your wife, like they don't have a place in this. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, you know, sometimes you want a well-balanced, you know, full nutritional meal. Sometimes you just want a mm -hmm. burger. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there are definitely situations that come up where the guy that's that manicorn who doesn't necessarily bring everything to the table that you would want from a, an experienced bull, sometimes that's fine. Like, say you're on vacation and you got a free night. You, you know what I'm saying? You might just want to have some fun. All I want couples to do, well, people to do, is couples, A, to be able to recognize the difference, to know how, like you said, to set those expectations so that they can then gauge better, okay, does this guy fall more into the manicorn side or is this guy more along the lines of the type of bull we are looking for? So that there's less chance of them being disappointed because, like you said, those expectations are managed. And for the guys, there's no shame in being a manicorn. I know plenty of guys who, for that specific reason, they much prefer dealing with hot wife or stag vixen couples as opposed to cuckold couples because for them, 
they do this for fun. Like they don't like all the mental gymnastics that can be involved with dealing with a cuckold couple. Some of us out there, we enjoy the mental gymnastics that come with it. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. because it is a segment of the lifestyle that does force you to think. It forces you to be creative. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, personally, I find it more mentally stimulating because my brain is involved a lot more when I'm dealing with a mm-hmm. couple from that side. But I know plenty of mm-hmm. guys who, when they play, they, they want their shit nice and easy, light. They got enough stuff on their plate. They don't, they don't want to bring that level of effort into the lifestyle. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm really trying to hammer home that uh, uni- Manicorn label because I think it's perfect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I don't want guys to feel bad for saying this is the lane that I'm in. I mean, and I don't want couples to look down on those guys. I'm saying because those guys serve a very, you know, a very valuable purpose within all of this. Um, Yeah. Listen, my wife gets manicorns all the time. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not a cuck, so he's not going to be a bull, but my wife wants some extra dick. I mean, I actually have guys I have guys in my phone who she plays with labeled manicorn. There's a whole section in my phone under manicorn. A dude that's come that's gonna come over, you know, fuck my wife, and that's it. You know, and a side note, one of the one thing that I think that any cuckold couple, if you're reaching out to a guy and you ask him, Are you an experienced bull? If he says, yes, I'm an experienced bull, there should be nothing that you you cannot ask him about. There's no thing, there's nothing that you can say to an experienced bull that's going to surprise him and, or make him go, oh, fuck that. No. An experienced bull, he already knows what he's, what he's into, what he's okay with, and he's going to go, Yes, I'm experienced. Oh, you're into this? Okay, great. This particular thing I'm not into, but I would still love to 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 play with your wife. I'd still love to to interact with you guys because there're going to be some things that a guy may not want to do. So, an experienced bull, there's no reason for you to to be afraid to express something to an experienced bull. This is where the bullshit comes in. A lot of guys who say they're experienced bulls are not experienced bulls. So, you know, when, you know, a buddy of mine recently, a couple he's played with for a while and he's learning, you know, he's learning how to be a bull and the husband, the, the wife wanted the, wanted him to piss on the husband. And he's like, Oh, I can't do that. You know, once again, I'm like, Hey, calm down. You know, because now he's like, I don't know what to say. You know, I usually talk to talk to her and him multiple times a week, but you know, I kind of know what to say. Just say no. I don't want. <laughs> I'm not comfortable pissing on him. Just say no. I mean, like, dude. I mean, calm down. He, he didn't have to piss on you. Relax. You know. So, you know. So that's that's the difference between a, a young bull and an experienced bull. An experienced bull is not going to be freaked out if you you express that you want to do some things that are a little more extreme or a little more, uh, what the, 
what other communities would consider risque. He'll just say yes or no, I'm not into it. It's not. So, yeah. So that's a good question. Are you an experienced bull? And that's a good way for you to test them out. If you happen to use an experienced bull and you go, you say, hey, you know, my husband wants to clean up and he goes, oh, I'm not in that. Okay, he's not experienced. You know, he's not experienced. It's just because he shouldn't make a big deal out of it. No, absolutely. And I, 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 I agree wholeheartedly. Um, what I would like couples to take away from this, because I always try to keep things about an hour and you know how mean you are when we talk. Um, that, oh, hour, yeah. that hour goes by really quickly. But I would say to couples to have more confidence in themselves. And what I mean by that is don't be afraid to speak on what you like. Just because you like something doesn't mean that you're expecting him to do it. But by expressing what you like and what you're into, it does allow you to gauge his response mm-hmm. to it. Like I remember when I would structure my cuckold parties, I would actually give a give the guys a questionnaire. Yeah, I mean, and and and, and like I would ask them questions, and it would be different, like multiple choice. You know what I'm saying? Not multiple choice, but yeah, like multiple choice, like. Either you've done it and you're cool with it or you've never done it. You wouldn't do it, but you're comfortable being around it or you don't even want to be around it. Right. The guys that would answer, they don't even want to be around it. I know, Okay, you're you're not going to work for this party because Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're going to react. Say a husband comes in and he's dressed head to toe, wig, dress, heels, everything. And he sits down next to you. I don't know how you're going to react to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you speaking on what it is you like allows you to gauge how a guy is going to respond. Is he dismissive? Is he judgmental? Is he open-minded? Like you can be open-minded and not do it. You could be like, no, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a problem with you guys being into that. This is my comfort level. And if you're fine with my comfort level, we can have a great time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you and, and those conversations lead to negotiations. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, you know, like, okay, I'm not cool with this, but I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not cool with you, you know, eating your wife as I'm fucking her from behind and you laying underneath her. But I'm cool with her riding me and you licking her ass from the back. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that, that opens up the door to being able to negotiate things that you are comfortable with and finding, you know, a healthy compromise. But you don't know that unless you have that conversation. I like the word negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to enter into sexual negotiations yeah. here. <laughs> like I'm, I'm cool with you eating the cream pie. You mind if I turn it? But you, do you need the light to do it? <laughs> I like that. You know, like, all right, so you know, I'm going to sit your wife on your back while she sucks my dick, but uh, don't touch my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with you yeah, eating the cream pie, but you mind if I turn the light off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but but you know something. I think like if when when couples, if couples are, if they don't mind get if if the if they don't mind the rejection on the front end, they're going to be good on the back end. And if 
you know, you know, also being aware of time. Like I, I think, and, and I'm guilty of it sometimes too. And, you know, I actually have to apologize to a couple recently because, you know, you know, the wife had got a little sick. So I reached out to a couple right before she had her surgery. They took a little bit to get back to me. And then I just didn't log in forever. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally logged in, it was like, like, I just like logged in a few days ago. You know, so you know how long that's been. And it's like, they've sent me like three different messages. You know, if I'm like, ah, you know, I apologize for not getting back to you. But I think another thing with, with couples, you know, if you're reaching out to somebody and you, you start engaging them in that, in that conversation, it is a good idea to kind of, you know, kind of catch them while it's hot, you know, you know, talk once you, once you engage in that conversation, just go ahead and, and, and establish what you're interested in. And, you know, Hey, you know, and, and another thing, if you don't actually plan on meeting a guy, all right. And you, you have no intentions of doing it, but you just want to talk about it. Just ask the guy if he's okay with just talking about this because you know, now what's going to happen is a lot of guys are jaded. And this is a conversation that I've, I've had with probably hundreds of guys about how often it is that some guy gets on or some couple start talking to him and they have no intention of actually meeting you and your wife are there together. You know, you can have sex with her, you know, or, or you guys can, can, can have play sexual games to this guy's time but he's somewhere by himself with a hard dick thinking that he's going to have sex with your wife. And now you're playing games with this person in this time. And so unfortunately what happens is, you know, most experienced bulls are very mistrusting with people who approach them online. Mm-hmm. You know, like even like my, my Xavier blacking that, that Twitter page, I get it all the time. Like it's like, I probably get a hundred messages a day with people. Hey, would you fuck my wife? No picture or, you know, tell me what you would do to my wife or, or just, just the weirdest stuff. And it's like, geez, like, so you, you wind up just getting kind of, you know, you don't trust, you don't trust that these people are serious or they're real, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, that, and and again, like pretty much I'm sure every episode you've done with a couple, every episode I've done with a couple, it comes down to the same thing. It's, it shows how important that communication is. Like communication is not just something that goes on between the husband and wife. I'm saying that communication needs to occur, you know, with the couple and the bull, with the bull and the wife, with the bull and the husband. You know what I'm saying? Like that, communi- that, that communication needs to be flowing freely back and forth between everybody who is involved. And yes. when that communication, and I communicate is, with the husband as much as I do with the wife. Absolutely. I enjoy it. it Personally, it's not more to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, to me, and I've said this before, it baffles me. Like the husband is such a tremendous resource. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's like the ultimate cheat sheet. Like he will give you every insider stock trading tip you could ever want. I mean, on what his wife likes, doesn't like, wants, doesn't want, thinks about, 
fantasizes about like he'll give you the whole playbook mm-hmm. you know and so i pride myself on having you know not just a cool relationship with the husband but a good relationship with him yeah i mean absolutely one where you know i i, I know who his favorite team is and if his team is losing or whatever i might give him shit you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, just because, hey, this is something that you like or knowing something he's into and like, hey, I saw this article, thought about you, saw this, came across this Netflix show, thought about you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy fostering those types of, of, of relationships because, you know, my track record has shown, my personal experience has shown that when you do that, it benefits you. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So why would I stop? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's the thing, like you, 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 you have to understand that if you push the husband out of the equation, now you, you, you have forced them into a different, a different dynamic. You know, there's a difference between hot wiping and cuck holding. You know, if the only person, if, if it's just me, if it's just you letting me fuck your wife and your interaction being minimal, you know, I, I do believe that that you, you kind of force them into a different dynamic. And obviously, you know, every cuck is not the same. There are some cucks who just want to sit and watch. But the fact that he can sit and watch and him and I have established that this is what you're into and this is what you want, that means that I am making sure that I'm providing him the experience, you know. So, you know, the the, the ones who ask me for video, like, Hey, I don't want to be there. I want you to videotape my, you fucking my wife. You know, I've got a, a couple I played with for a long time who I set up the camera, I face her into the camera and I talk shit to him while I was fucking wife. Like he, like he would be, be like a hungry wolf waiting for those videos, mm-hmm. you know? And there'd be times when I would, you know, because that was what he was into where I would withhold those videos. But I understood that, that was part of his fantasy is number one, to know that the videos are being recorded and not necessarily know when he was going to get those videos, you know, or I would send him a video, but we made two that night and he didn't know. And then, you know, while he's at his office, boom, I sent him that one. So I knew that he was very happy in his situation because him and I communicated enough to know, what he was into, you know, and for the wife, you know, she was more into, she enjoyed the alone time. She enjoyed the, you know, she enjoyed being able to look into the camera and talk shit. She enjoyed the, the, the cheating fantasy, you know? And so everyone there, everyone involved, we'd all communicated what we enjoyed and what we wanted. So no one was unfulfilled, you know, and as a bull, the bull, if you're going to, if you're going to accept the bull into your, your relationship, that's why setting the expectation and the communication is important because this is a fantasy. So why have half of your fantasy fulfilled when you can have it all fulfilled by communicating? Now, again, like I said, it's just, it just, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but it, it's that important. Like communication is, 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 is that important. You know what I'm saying? So I guess, 
let that be the takeaway. I mean, the theme of the day, I mean, is, is the importance of that communication of not just talking, and expectation. But, but, but listening. I mean, again, yeah, and, and those expectations come with the communication. Like you have to communicate your expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't expect people to be mind readers, no matter how experienced a bull is. I make sure people know I'm not a mind reader. All I can, all I can do is ask the questions and I can, I can only respond to the way that you answer those questions. You know, um, you have the choice of either being honest with me or like you say, um, lying, not that you're blatantly telling me a lie, but you're telling me a lie because you're leaving things out. You're leaving pertinent information out. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's, that's going to put us both at a disadvantage. You know what I'm saying? So, Anything you want to say? Anything you want to say in closing, brother? No, listen, man. I, I, I've, I've talked, I've talked, uh, I've talked your head off this show, man. I, um, well, it's nice I to have the tables you. turned on me for a change. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know something. This is something that you know. I, I've, I have a passion for for this this part, and it's not so much. You know, people feel like I defend the bulls. I'm not trying to defend the bulls at all because the bulls, we give them a hard time, but it's really educating the couples. And I know that, you know, me personally, once I find a couple that I enjoy interacting with, and if I say that, yes, I am, I am going to be your bull. I take that seriously. But, you know, the front end, on the front end, before you give me the reins, as the couple on the front end, that's where you do the most work. That's where you have to show me and any, the, the, that the 90, 99% of the couples desire 1% of the bulls out there. And if you want to get that top 1% of the bulls, when you're looking at a guy who's, you know, physically attractive, who's, you know, intellectually attractive, who has the ability to read and, and adapt to your fantasies. If you want a bull who's actually going to have a truly dominant nature and understand the difference between being dominant and being controlling, that's, that's in the top 1%. So if you're trying to to attract the top 1%, all the work that you have to do is on the front end. And if you don't do that work on the front end, you're not attracting the top 1%. You're attracting the guys who are just desperate to do anything. If you are able to communicate and, you know, make demands of the guy when he's, when you first start communicating with him, if you know, you're telling him, I'm not sending you pictures like the top 1%, they're just going to say, okay. And then just stop communicating with you because they really, they, they have options. And just like you sought them out, they were obviously interested in you, but I get turned off by 90% of the couples who I, who I speak to online just because of in the beginning, I'm very open. I'm very honest. I'm very, Hey, I'm interested in what can I do? You know, can we talk? Can we do this? And then there's just so much, it's just the way they respond. And it's like, Hey, I, 
I don't really have to deal with that. So do you do the work on the front end? And then, you know, the front end is, you know, from the time you start communicating, say what you like, say what you into, you know, don't be afraid and ask the question, are you an experienced bull? If they say no, then you tread more carefully. <clears throat> if they say yes, you just go ahead and say, hey, this is exactly what we're looking for. This is our ideal situation. Can, can you do this for us? And when I, the very, very rare couple that says to me, this is what we're looking for. This is our fantasy. We've never done it because we haven't found someone to do who can who can get us to this place. But this is what we're looking for. To me, that's a perfect couple. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know those. I mean, not it, it's in twenty years. I can say it's probably it's probably happened. I don't know, maybe ten times in twenty years where somebody just came flat out and said it. And hell, when I was, when I was, you know, a rookie in the game, I've had people say things and I was like, Whoa, Whoa, hold on. You know, like, you know, I was never one to get offended, but I was like, Whoa. And like now, you know, years later, I'm like, Oh, okay. That, that doesn't, that doesn't freak me out anymore. You know? So, I mean, besides that, man, I appreciate you letting me get on here and run my mouth. And, uh, I look forward to doing it again with you. Hey man, Atlanta's only a few weeks away, brother. Can't wait. We get to. It's always fun when we can do it in person. You know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna <clears throat> definitely have a good time to splash this year. Absolutely. So hope, hopefully, some of you out there listening have found this information helpful. Whether you're a couple, whether you're a guy, you know, and embrace that manicorn label. If that's how you get down, embrace it. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, there are plenty of couples out there that. They're looking for manicorns. It's just a lot better than misrepresenting yourself and a couple having unrealistic expectations and people being let down by the experience and, you know, you wondering why somebody didn't call you back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just, just be just be real with it and communicate. So with that being said, I'm your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I want to thank my brother, Mr. Mocha. Always a pleasure, my dude. Appreciate you. I'll see you when I see you. Peace. See you when I see you, bro. Peace.